Hi, this is Joel Knox from the Vineyard Church in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad that you're interested in our podcasts. Our media is available to you free of charge, and it always will be. But if you'd like to help us out, you can go to our website, vineyardbrenham.org, and make a donation there. We'd appreciate it very much. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. The first time that the Lord Jesus Christ sent his spirit in great power among us, I was fit to be tied for days. I was so angry. I was so upset. I wanted to get out of the ministry. I said, no way am I going to put up with Well, that's absurd what God did. Of course, I wasn't absolutely sure it was God. But even after I was convinced it was God, I had difficulty with it. And I want you to know that. When God began moving among us, and not, this particular night, we were having a church service, and, and in fact, that, that Sunday afternoon, I, I was coming out of the, the church service. It was Mother's Day, of all days, Mother's Day. If you'd think you'd be safe in church on Mother's Day. Well, I, I'm walking out of the church, and, and God says to me, tell that young man to preach tonight. Well, I'm not in the habit of just telling any old young man to preach in my church, and I said, and particularly that young man, because I heard he was a little strange, and I said, Lord, you want me to have him preach? And the Lord said very clearly to me, yes. So I went up to him and I said, Lonnie, would you like to preach tonight at my church? He said, oh yeah, I've been waiting for the chance. I thought, oh no. I'm telling you, I died a thousand deaths all afternoon. All afternoon I agonized. I said, oh God, you got me into it again. You got me into a mess. He's going to mess my church up. And the Lord said, when did it become your church? I said, oh, that's right, that's right, okay. So I went to church that night, and I <laughs> we worshipped extra long. I found a lot of announcements that needed to be made. But I, I, and as long as I stretched it, it was still time. And so he's sitting there all bright and alert like a kid at his birthday party. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, he looks harmless enough. All right, come on up. So he comes up and he starts speaking. And I sit down over to the side. And, uh, and I'm listening to him. And it's great. You know, I mean, I'm thinking, what was I worried about? He was funny. He's giving his testimony and, and his pathos in it. You know, and they're trying to weep a little bit. And, you, you know, and, he, and you, you know, salute a couple times. And, he, and he's telling you some great verses. And you're laughing. And just having a wonderful time. I'm thinking, what was I worried about? This is great. You know, God, you're so good. And then he does the weirdest thing I've ever even heard of. <laughs> And he stops and he says, well, that's it. He said, you know, the church has been offending the Holy Spirit a long time and uh, he's, he's quenched, but he's getting over it. And we're going to invite him to come and minister. Now, come, Holy Spirit, and wham there. I could go ahead and listen to the whole thing, but we'd be here another 15 minutes. So, um, but that... I'm sure you probably heard me talk about John Wimber. Well, that was the late John Wimber. And he was talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that came to what was then the Calvary Chapel at Yorba Linda in 1980. That's what led to the vineyard becoming the vineyard. And the young man John referred to in, in the video as, as the speaker that night, his name was Lonnie Frisbee. 
He's a California hippie, and he shared his testimony and invited the Holy Spirit to come and visit the congregation. Now, I'm, I'm continuing the series, The Road to Pentecost. And we're one week away from the day of Pentecost and, and the day the, that the church began. And today also happens to be Mother's Day. And I don't know if you know this, but there have been several revivals that started on Mother's Day throughout history. The title of my message this morning is Come Holy Spirit. Now, in the video, John goes on to talk about how he searched the Scriptures after this meeting to find the words in, in the Bible, Come Holy Spirit. And, and he goes on to say, it's not in the book. It's not scriptural. But it's not there at least in so many words. In the Old Testament, at the dedication of the temple in Jerusalem, the writer of the book of Kings describes the scene when the ark came to rest in the newly built temple. It's one of my favorite, favorite stories out of the Bible. 1 Kings chapter 8. The priest then brought the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings over the space of the Ark, and it overshadowed the Ark and its carrying poles. And these poles were so long that the ends could be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but not from outside the holy place. And they are still there today. There was nothing in the ark except the two, two stone tablets that Moses had placed in it at, at Horeb, where the Lord made the covenant with the Israelites after they came to Egypt. When the priest withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the temple. The priests were just doing their job and then God showed up. That's come Holy Spirit. Now when we say come Holy Spirit, it's, it's an invitation. We're asking the Holy Spirit to come and move any way He, he chooses. In us, in our church, in the world around us. And when we invite the Holy Spirit to come, it's a departure from business as usual. You know, the priests had been trained. This is what we do. This is how we, we carry the, the ark and we do what we're supposed to do. And then, you know, and we've, we've done our duty as priests. But when the Holy Spirit shows up, when the, the Spirit comes, when the Lord comes and, and moves the way that He did in the Old Testament like this, it opens the door to an, a divine encounter. They actually meet the God that they worship. Jesus told His disciples in the Gospel of John, when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears. And He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify Me because it is from Me that He will receive what He will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And that's why I said the Spirit will that's why I said the Spirit will receive from me what He will make known to you. See, this was God's plan all along. God 
didn't want us to have to worship in a, in a temple. He didn't want us to have to go through priests. He wanted us to have direct access to Him. And even with Jesus being on earth, they still had to go to Jesus in order to have this, this encounter. But when the Holy Spirit came, He was available to everybody all at once. We want God to show up. When we worship, when we, when we have a, a, a church service, we want God to show up. We don't want to just have just, just a, a, a right spiritual service where you know, we, we just go through the, the, the motions of worshiping God. We actually want to meet Him when we come together. So like Lonnie Frisbee did 38 years ago on Mother's Day, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit and I want him to invite Him to come and meet us here today. So we say, come Holy Spirit. What happens next? For some people, they, they say that's when things get crazy. You know, you got to watch those people over in the back. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, you play that song and man, they start jumping around and then, you know, it, it, it gets, gets weird. But here's the hard part. How do we know when it's Him? Paul talked about this in his first letter to the Corinthians. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, For who knows a person's thoughts except his own their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned through the Spirit." person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to mere human judgments for who has known the mind of the Lord is so as to instruct Him, but we have the mind of Christ. In order to know what the, the Spirit is doing, we, we have to have the Spirit with us to understand. Otherwise, we don't, we don't really have a clue and we miss Him altogether. It, it's kind of like this. I, I, my, my last... Job, I was a network administrator. And my job was to establish connectivity from one place to the other. And when, when that network wasn't working, nobody could do anything. We, we had a, a new campus coming online, and there was something going on with one of the routers, and, and, and nobody could figure it out, and, and, and every, everybody was in an uproar because they couldn't communicate with each other. But whenever that, that problem was figured out, and it took some, some really fancy engineers to finally figure it out, all of a sudden you could tell that, that, that things were working because you know, people started responding to emails. And people started, started sending information back. And they, they started, you know, there, there, was, there was some activity going on on that campus that, that hadn't been going on before. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, like with your cell phone. If you've ever been out in, in, in the middle of nowhere and you can't, you can't get a, get a connection to anything. You know, you're holding your phone up in the air, trying to get connected. 
But when you get on the right wavelength, when you get on the right connection, all of a sudden everything starts working. Your phone doesn't burn up as much of the battery. You know, things just start working better. And this is what happens to, in the Holy Spirit when, when, we, when we have the connection with Him. The Holy Spirit provides discernment to better understand how He's moving. And the Spirit in us, when we see the Spirit moving, we say, that's God. There's not a question about, is this... It, it, there's a, that, that testimony on the inside of us that says, that's the Lord. The Lord is speaking to me. Now that's not to say that we get it right all the time. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we make some grave mistakes. But the point is to continue trying to make sure we are connected, that we have the connection, that, that we have the Spirit working in us so that we can understand what He's doing. So when... We welcome the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit allows us to participate in God's work. Now, what's God's work? Jesus told us in, in John chapter 6, the work of God is this, to believe in the one that He sent. Well, what, what happens once we believe in the one that He has sent? We need to help other people believe in the one He has sent. And we do that through the power that He gives us to share the gospel and, and to just communicate what God has done through us to them. When we welcome the Holy Spirit, we get on His team. His work becomes our work. And the Spirit comes to lead and empower us to share the gospel effectively. So when we talk about participating in God's work and living in the power of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't take long because before we start, we find ourselves being caught between the rub of our sin nature and the leading of the Holy Spirit. You ever said anything like this? I, I, I really can't do that. You know, I've, I'm, I'm not in, I had a bad week and, you know, me and the Lord just aren't on good terms and, you know, and I, I've... I think we've all dealt with that at some time or other. You know, God can't use me. He, you know, I, mean, I, I know what all I've done. I know where I've been. Paul addresses this in, in his letter to the Galatians. He said, Walk by the Spirit, so you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are all in conflict with each other, so that you're not able to do whatever you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, what does Paul mean by walk by the Spirit? Well, the term actually means to conduct one's life in a particular way, or more commonly, to live according to. So in that regard to this text, it actually means live your life by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, a lot of Christians, it, they've, they don't know it, but they've actually gotten bogged down in what Dallas Willard calls the gospel of sin management. Life as a Christian is about dealing with the sin in my life. We know that we're gonna, we, we've got a problem with this particular thing or that particular thing, 
And, you know, I, I've, I've got to do whatever I can to make sure that I, I, I don't fall, fall prey to that sin again. You know, we, we know how, uh, what our track record is, and we, we, we deal with, with that, that struggle on a daily basis. But there, I don't know if you've noticed this, but whenever you're in this, this, this cycle of sin management, prayers usually end up like this. Lord, please forgive me because I did this. Lord, please forgive me because I did that. Lord, please forgive me. 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 Please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. And that's all our prayer time consists of. Lord, please forgive me. I've sinned. The Holy Spirit deals with our motivations. Why are we sinning? Why do we get to the place where we fall prey to the same thing over and over and over again? Did you know that the Holy Spirit is powerful enough and can work in us to change our motivation so that we don't go back to the same thing over and over and over again? He can change our motivations. He can change our desires. That's what's called transformation. The Holy Spirit changes our hearts and makes us more like Jesus. It doesn't doesn't all happen at once, but we can trust Him that He will complete what He started to do in us. Living by the Holy Spirit produces a transformed life. This is our new reality. He transforms us so that we can live and be more like Jesus. Paul told the Corinthians, the Lord is spirit and where the the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And again in Galatians he said, for it is is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. There's no freedom in this, Lord forgive me I've sinned, Lord forgive me I've sinned. And that's not to say that whenever we, we sin that we don't ask the Lord to forgive us. But when can we start moving beyond that to, Lord, lead me, guide me. What are you telling me to to tell my neighbor? What are you telling me to to tell my friends? Can can you show me insight into what's going on with with this member of my family? We can't can't get to that because we're, we're still bogged down in the sin management cycle of our life. The Holy Spirit wants to set us free from that kind of bondage and from the desires that don't please God. But we have our part to play in being set free. So what do we do in this new reality? Because this is a new reality, the living in the transformation that the Spirit brings. The Apostle Paul told the Galatians again, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's all in there together. (laughs) Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Now, throughout this series, I pointed out that the, the power of the Holy Spirit is not about the gifts. It's not about manifestations or even about the signs and wonders that the Lord might do. Instead, His power is most evident in the work of transformation that the Spirit does in a person's life. When you can look in the mirror and see that I'm not the same person that I was 
10 years ago, 5 years ago. We were having this conversation yesterday. I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. Thank God. I've been changed through the work of the Holy Spirit. And I can point to that and I know that I'm not the same person. I've been changed. And I didn't do this by myself. And, you know, in regard to the fruit of the Spirit, have have you ever, those of you that work with plants, have you ever walked by a plant and heard it going, Grow! (laughs) You never never heard that happen? (laughs) Grow! (laughs) You know, when when a healthy plant produces fruit, it just does it. We've got this piece of bamboo in our backyard. Our neighbors have bamboo. I don't know why they planted it, but it's come over into our yard. I looked at that that piece of bamboo probably a week ago, and it was about this tall. Now it's nearly as tall as our garage, and it's sprouting arms. It's it's happy. It it, it likes my yard. I'm going to have to cut that thing down. But, But the fact is, it's healthy, and it's growing. Whenever... We're living a life that is healthy in in what God's doing in us. We just grow. We don't have to say, I want to be more kind. I want to be good. I want to be more patient. God does that in us. I will say this though. If you pray the prayer, God, give me more patience, you better get ready because He's going to test that patience. That's what makes it grow. The fruit of the Spirit in our lives is evidence that the Holy Spirit is at work and is making us more like Jesus. It's not what we do. We can't make ourselves be good enough. We can't make ourselves be kind enough. We can't make ourselves patient enough. I can testify to that. I've tried to be patient. And I'm better than I was, but I'm not as good as I could be. Fruit isn't born out of our own strength. The Holy Spirit produces it in us. And like the whole Old Testament priests discovered, when the Spirit comes, business as usual just goes out the window. We don't bend Him to our will. He bends us to His. And Paul says we also need to keep in step with the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit is always ready to break in and bring the kingdom. Have you noticed that? Have you ever been out in public and you you get this crazy idea, hey, why don't you go over and just tell that person Jesus loves you? What? I don't know that person. And you know, when we God, is that you? I I don't I don't want to make a mistake. And, And like who would give you such an idea like that? I wouldn't do that on my own. You know, and so we, we spend this time arguing with God. You know, do, do you really want me to talk to this person and tell them that you love them? Probably. But the Holy Spirit's always looking to break in. He's always looking for an opportunity to share the love of God. And He wants to use us to do it. So we have to train ourselves to see what the Spirit is doing and to know what to look for. God, what are you doing? What, is this what it looks like whenever you're, you're doing something with somebody? 
And then we can cooperate with Him. See, it's no more business as usual. You know? If you, you sign up for this, this is, this is what you signed up for. No more business as usual. Submission to the Holy Spirit produces visible fruit in us. He makes us more like Jesus. The Apostle Peter described it like this. I've read this, this passage before and it's, it's just awesome. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in ever-increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to stand with me this morning. We've used this prayer a lot over the past several weeks. And Mike told me a while back, he's like, you know, you missed the, the second part of that prayer. So I found that prayer online. And uh, so we've got the entire prayer here this morning. We've prayed it together before, but I want to pray it again because it's so appropriate for what, what, we're, what we're talking about this morning and, and what I feel like the, the Spirit wants to do today. So let's read together. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and they shall be created and you will renew the face of the earth. Lord, by the light of the Holy Spirit, you have taught the hearts of your faithful. In the same Spirit, help us to relish what is right and always rejoice in your consolation. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay. Now this, is, this is the part that I wanted to do this morning. And, and, and I, I want to do a couple of things when we do this. But if there's any kids still in, in, in the service... Dads, husbands, I want you to, to, to put your hand on your, on your spouse or on your mom. We'll coordinate this one way or another. But if you're a mom, I want somebody praying for you this morning. Can we get, get somebody to, to stand here with Alice? Thank you, Bradley. But, and, and, and Terry, yeah, yeah. John and Michelle are, are, are stepping in. That's awesome. And see, Deanna, she's by, her, by herself too. Somebody, somebody reach over and pray for Deanna. Okay, everybody covered? Okay. Here's what I, I want everybody to do. We're going to just, just, just pray this prayer together. Come, Holy Spirit. And pray a prayer blessing over your, over your mom, over your spouse. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. I ask you to move in power on every mom that's in this room. Let them experience your love and your power in a special way this morning. Holy Spirit, come. 
Have your way in them this morning. If they need healing, bring your healing in the name of Jesus.